Hello, and Happy New Year. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who worked in health and wellness. Today, we're talking about the first woman to become a full professor at Columbia University, a pioneering obstetric anesthesiologist. She designed a test that still saves newborns every day. Please welcome Virginia Apgar. Virginia Apgar was born on June 7, 1909 in Westfield, New Jersey. It's hard to know where Virginia's curiosity for medicine first began, but it may have come from the tragedies that plagued her own family. Virginia's oldest brother died of tuberculosis before she was born, and her second brother struggled with a chronic illness. By the time she graduated from high school, Virginia was set on entering medicine. She attended Mount Holyoke College on several scholarships and graduated in 1929. That same year, Virginia enrolled in Columbia University's medical school. She was one of just 10 women and graduated fourth in her class. Throughout her studies, Virginia was drawn to surgery. She stayed at Columbia in a surgical internship and continued to shine. But despite her skills, Virginia found little support from her instructors. Dr. Alan Whipple, who was the chair of surgery at the time, tried to persuade Virginia against surgery. He told her that the other women he'd trained in surgery had struggled to find success. Instead, he encouraged her to specialize in anesthesia. Anesthesiologists help ensure the safety of patients during surgery. Dr. Whipple felt more innovation was needed in anesthesia to move surgery along. He said that Virginia had the energy, intelligence, and ability needed to make significant contributions in this area. Virginia was convinced and sought out more training, but at the time, anesthesiology wasn't considered a specialty. Virginia struggled to find a program that was tuned into her needs. She worked for half a year at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and another six months at Bellevue Hospital in New York. Virginia returned to Columbia in 1938 with a new title, the director of the Division of Anesthesia. But because the field was still so new and she had little funding, she struggled to build out her department. Virginia was the only staff member until 1946, which was right around the time when anesthesia started to become a more recognized specialty. In 1949, anesthesia research became its own academic department at Columbia. Virginia was appointed a full professor, becoming the first woman to reach such an appointment in the history of Columbia University's medical school. Virginia started to specialize further and focused on obstetrical anesthesia. She studied the effects of anesthesia on a newborn baby after being administered to the mother during labor. In 1953, she published what we now call the APGAR score the first standardized method that evaluates the newborn's transition to life outside the womb. The APGAR score is a test that's given to newborns twice, once one minute after birth, and again five minutes after birth. Babies are given points based on heart rate, respiratory effort, muscle tone, reflexes, and color. While the test is relatively simple, its impact is profound. It helps doctors and midwives estimate how babies are doing in their first minutes of life and can illuminate ways in which they may need additional care. 
today, the test is still widely used around the globe. In 1959, Virginia took a sabbatical, though her time off wasn't necessarily restful. She attended Johns Hopkins University and received a master's in public health. She decided not to return to academic medicine and instead started working for the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis, which is known today as the March of Dimes Foundation. Virginia devoted the final 15 years of her life and career to the foundation. She held many roles, primarily focusing on birth defects through education, advocacy, and funding for research. She co-authored a book in 1972 called Is My Baby All Right? which helped a broader audience understand birth defects. Virginia died on August 7, 1974, at the age of 65. In her honor, medical institutions and universities have established numerous awards, training programs, and scholarships. Her legacy is one of innovation, of curiosity, and of the power of observation. All month, we're highlighting women in health and wellness. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.